It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Presented by Sweet Sweat. Hey guys, welcome into another edition of the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth alongside my co-host Mike Evans, Scott DeHuff, producing the show. Want to thank our presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Sweet Sweat. For all your exercise needs, for all your supplement needs, Sweet Sweat at SweetSweat.com. They do a phenomenal job. And then Superbook, for America's best bet. Uh, check out Superbook, Jay Cornegay from Superbook will... Uh, will join us later to critique our picks. Mike, I'm killing you right now, and it, is, it just feels good. It feels good to, to be able to rub that in right now. Seven, five, seven and five for me, uh, four, six, and two for you. You know what? I got nothing. To, I, got, I got nothing. I just, I just have to take it. You're going to play on house money right I, now. I just have to take it and, and uh, do something about it. It's no. on me now. There you go. It's on yeah, me now. I mean, hey, you think, you, think, uh, you think all of football America is, 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 is starting to really start to hate the Tennessee Titans? For what it might mean for our football, our football season. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's always interesting. And you knew, I mean, you have to manage your expectations. You knew there were going to be some COVID, positive COVID tests, and, and there will probably be more. I mean, you can't live in a bubble. So, I mean, you're going to come home to your significant other, your wife, your kids. They, they're they not I'm, – I'm sure they're not just sequestered at home either. So, they're not in a bubble. You're not in a bubble. And – you try to be as careful as you can. You follow the protocols. You wash your hands. I mean, I'm on a plane every week now. So, I mean, I wash my hands a bunch. I keep my mask on. I do what, what you're required to do. But the bottom line is there's no, um, you know, even doing all that stuff, Mike, you could still test positive. You could still catch it, right? Yeah, but the problem with the Titans thing, though, is. Right. They were, you know, everybody was kind of put on notice. Yes. You know, and. This just this was just kind of blatant, you know, getting together for a a, a private workout. Right now, this is this is just where flaunting the rules. Right, this is where the Tennessee Titans and and we've seen coaches get fined a hundred thousand dollars a piece for not having a mask on. The organization getting a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. We've seen them crack down on these things. For the Tennessee Titans, what are the punishments that are going to be levied against the Tennessee Titans? Because you shut down their facility. You said you can't get together for practice. You can't get together at all. And, I mean, you could do your Zoom meetings and things of that nature. But all of a sudden, there's a report out there that on Friday, they violated those rules and went to some high school field to work out. I mean, come on, guys. Seriously. And, you know, then you get to this super spreader type of thing. 23 people. Somebody Thursday morning tested positive for COVID. 23 overall people within that kind of tier one, tier two atmosphere have tested positive for COVID. Like, to me, you can't punish the teams that have to postpone a game because somebody tested positive, right? Like the New England Patriots. Hey, Cam Newton tested positive, and then Stephon Gilmore tested positive. As of Thursday, they didn't have any other – on Wednesday, they didn't have any other positive tests. We'll see what the results are on Thursday and Friday going forward and whether they postpone that game or not. But the bottom line is you can't – you can't be punitive for a team that just somebody had bad luck. Somebody got COVID, right? But for the Tennessee Titans, blatant disregard for the rules, blatantly circumventing the protocols, you, you've got to send a message, right? And that message to me is you have to forfeit a game. And I get it that not only you're going to forfeit your money as Tennessee Titans, but the Bills going forward. You know, they're supposed to play the Bills this week. This, this game's probably not going to happen. The Bills are going to have to forfeit whoa, 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 whoa. their money. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why, why would they have to forfeit? Because the they game, won, they won the game. The, the game, game counts. It's a win for the Bills. Okay, well, so they get paid. But the rule is, if the game doesn't happen, nobody gets paid. That's that's the rule. So you're saying I thought you're making up the rules as we go along here. Well, I think they already have that protocol that that 
part of that rule. But regardless, well, that's bull crap. Well, I, but here's the, the Bills haven't done no, anything no, wrong. No, 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 no. It's perfect. It's perfect. And like, like I'd be pissed if I was the Bills and I and I, I'm not going to get paid this week. But guess what? I, if I'm not playing and I'm not getting paid this week, think about the peer pressure that creates to actually do the right thing. Well. I think you've already you've already you've already created that peer pressure. If you if if you're a player around the league and you see the whole Titans team getting docked a game check, that that'd be enough to get my attention. Well, I wouldn't need the Bills to get it too. Right. Well, that's even giving you more attention, well, right? But then it's just unfair to the Bills. Well, I mean, hey, life ain't fair. We like life ain't fair, and this is COVID life. So, you, you, hey, you better like wash your hands. You know. Wash your hands, wear your mask, do everything appropriately. I'll tell you the other thing that needs to happen, Mike. So there was a picture circulating after the Monday night game. After the the game got pushed from Sunday to Monday, um, it was the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. Gets pushed till Monday. And there's a a picture floating around the internet right now where Stephon Gilmore is face-to-face talking to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes isn't masked up. He's not masked up. Dude, seriously. I think the NFL needs to step in and say, hey, man, after the game is over— and and we've been on the field and we've contacted. No no getting together talking after the game. No jersey swaps. They already made that rule. But hey, tip your cap from your sideline. We'll tip our cap from our sideline. You go to your locker room. We'll go to our locker room. And it takes Greg Williams and Vic Fangio to get that done. And Adam Gase, you know, like some really snarky timeouts called and some cheap hits so that nobody shakes hands after the game. Then that's what we'll have to do, right? We'll take a note from Vic Fangio, from Adam Gase and Greg Williams. Let's get that done. But I think they need to. I think they need to implement that as well. I mean, it is some of its optics. I realize that. And right now, to the best of my knowledge, no positive tests have come out of Kansas City since that game Monday night. They had one going into the game, some practice squad player, but none since. And uh, I think on Wednesday, the Patriots tested all negative as well. So um, I just think it's incumbent upon everybody to actually. You want to get through this season, like you got to. You gotta mind your your P's and Q's, well, so to speak, and that's that's the key to all this. Because I, I I know that there there are plenty of people out there who think that this is all overblown, the entire thing, and that's certainly the way the NFL is reacting is overblown. Come on, has has any player who's tested positive gotten really really sick, been hospitalized, been put on a ventilator? Has anybody died? No. So maybe these measures are a bit extreme, but the NFL has bought into it. And this is the stance that the Mm -hmm. NFL has taken. They are treating this very seriously. And so these are the protocols, the guidelines that they put in place. So it it doesn't matter whether or not you agree with the NFL stance. All that matters is the stance. Right. And the guidelines and the rules that have gone along with it. And it's, it's a, and, and one thing you and I, we've talked about this with other sports, especially with baseball. When baseball early on had a number of tests, what did we both say? We said, hey, give the players, give the teams the benefit of the doubt that they'll be able to kind of alter alter their course correction. You right. know, they'll they'll understand, okay, this is our this is our new normal. These are what this is what we have to face with, this right. is what we have to do. Give them the chance to adapt and adjust. Those are the terms we kept right. using. Give the players, give the teams a chance to adapt and adjust. And I think I, I felt the same way about the NFL. But if you're going to have teams like the Titans who know what adapting and adjusting is supposed to, to, to look like and you still don't do it, you got to come down hard on them. 
Yeah, really got, hard. You got to crush them. You know, and in, in baseball, wasn't the St. Louis Cardinals that uh, you know went into Chicago or whatever and said, "Hey, let's go to the casinos across the river," right? right? Like, I mean, come on, guys, don't be morons, right? And essentially, you know, once they got to their team hotels, they were basically sequestered on their floors, and that was it. Like that was over. And and that those are the things that you're going to have to do and have to adhere to. And now. You know, the playoffs here in baseball, I don't know if you watch a lot of playoff baseball. Uh, I, I got to watch a bunch yesterday. But the bottom line is, um, is you know, they're in the bubble now. They, they've created their on-site bubbles, and that may happen. I talked to Sean Payton at length a couple of, uh, uh, about a month and a half ago or so, about doing a bubble come getting closer toward the end of the season. So maybe after Thanksgiving, you know, everybody going to the hotel and, and making your own NFL bubble where you stay at the hotel, you go shuttle from the hotel to the facility. That's it. It's your hotel. And the Saints already have it. The Saints have rented a whole hotel out. So they have it for the season. And that's something that every player in the Saints organization said, yeah, we'd be willing to do that. So that may be the case come later on in the season, late November, early December. That may happen going into the playoffs to make sure you know you don't have a playoff team that has a breakout. And, and I could see that. I could definitely see that being part of kind of the way they react and the protocol. But I think what, what the NFL has done to this point has been phenomenal. And the way this season has gone off has been phenomenal. And teams are going to have to adhere to the protocols um, if they're going to get through this season. And, and I'm with you. Um, the punishment has got to be severe to not only send a message to the Tennessee Titans, but send a message to everybody in the National Football League. Well, with... Uh... The NFL and COVID, it's all a, a brave new world, and this thing is, is changing. But some things in the NFL don't change, and that is once a coach gets fired, how things start to come out after the fact right. that uh, helps explain maybe uh, why the coach got fi- fired. Look at what's going on in Houston with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, what's the latest now that Bill O'Brien, obviously, you know, it, it has not gone well. And Bill O'Brien, we talked about Bill O'Brien, the GM, has let down Bill O'Brien, the coach. But then it came out that last week he and uh, J.J. Watt in a practice got into a, you know, a, a scuffle or a not a scuffle, not a fight, but a shouting match, if you will. So, um, you know, I think I think the Houston, I think the Houston Texans organization was just looking for one kind of straw to break the proverbial camel's back, and that was it. You got in a fight with our star player, or a shouting match with our star player, and. Uh, and it's already been bad. And you've already alienated one star in DeAndre Hopkins, who's now, you know, leading the NFL in receptions or in yardage or whatever he's leading them in, in, in receiving. So you've gotten rid of one top flight player for us. Is there going to be, is the face of our franchise going to get, is he going to want out too because of you? So like that is, that is the, the catalytic event that started the, uh, that started the paperwork on filing Bill O'Brien for unemployment. Well, ding dong, the witch is dead, and Bill O'Brien's gone, and the Texans can't blame Bill. How do they Bill. respond? How because, they now, respond? because now now, the pressure's solely on the players. Because before, you could, you could blame Bill O'Brien. Right. But now, now Bill O'Brien's gone. So now you know who the pressure's on? The $158, $168 million man, Deshaun Watson. Suddenly now it's like, okay, what are you going to do about it, Deshaun? You're 0-4. You're one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. You're one of the guys that the the league is holding up as the mm-hmm. next great, one right, of the next right. great quarterbacks in the NFL. Now the pre- he's kind of been the forgotten guy in all of this. 
because it's all been about Bill O'Brien. Well, O'Brien's gone now. So now the focus yeah. shifts to J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson. You're right. How do they You're handle right. it? Because now the responsibility is on these guys' shoulders. When you pay a quarterback, and I think Deshaun got the second biggest quarterback contract in the history of the National Football League, when you pay a quarterback, whether you pay Aaron Rodgers or whether you pay um, Patrick Mahomes, or, or who, it doesn't matter. When you decide to finally say, yes, he is our guy, and we're going to do right by him, something the Dallas Cowboys weren't willing to do with Dak Prescott, make him play on a franchise. That's what the the Washington football team was not willing to do with Kirk Cousins. So when you make the decision and you go all in, you push your chips to the middle, you know what you're saying about your quarterback? You're saying that we believe our quarterback will elevate the play of everybody else. Not just the play, Mark, but change the culture. Right. Elevate the culture. Yes, and that's what you're saying. And so it's squarely. I mean, you could say it's on J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's always going to give effort. He's always going to play hard. and He's always going to be a difference maker. But you know as well as I do, even though I think that Aaron Donald's the greatest football player in the National Football League right now, right? I put him above any other player, and everybody goes quarterback, and I go, quarterback's a different story. It's just a different position. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't count as NFL player in my mind. They're kind of like kickers in a way, um, and and I don't mean that I don't mean that derogatorily. They're great, and you've got to have one. And I understand the importance of the role, but I just don't put them in that p- football player. They're they're just a different. They're a category unto themselves. And when you pay that guy, you expect that guy to elevate the culture, like you said, but to elevate every other player. So, hey, man, we don't need to give Aaron Rodgers a first-round wide receiver. You know why? Because he's so freaking good, he'll play at an MVP level without. And that's what he has done throughout the course of his career. And that's what they're saying to Deshaun Watson. Dude, we didn't need DeAndre because you've got to elevate the other guys to that level. And that's what they're that's what they're counting on. That's what they're relying on. So, do you, do you expect a, a big performance from Deshaun Watson? This this weekend, I do. He needs to, yeah. yeah. I mean, he needs to have a big performance. So, I mean, we'll see exactly where they are now. You know, they they had a lead against Pittsburgh and lost that lead, and so you know they're sitting there at zero and four right now. They they need to respond. Listen, like you said, ding dong, the witch is dead. All right. Whether you wanted him gone or whether you didn't want him gone, you know, whether it was vitriolic or not, whatever the case may be. The perception becomes the reality, and it's time for you to step up. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, man, this was awesome. This was awesome. I mean, this was, you know how we always want athletes to be honest? Yeah. This was great. He was was on with Pat McAfee, your buddy Pat McAfee. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, he said, quote, hey, down years for me are career years for other quarterbacks. Right. Bro. Yeah. Even threw in the bro. Bro. I mean, the only thing that was missing was the relax. Yeah. R-E-L-A-X. Absolutely bro. love it. You know, they asked him if he, he, you know, how could you not hear the criticisms? How could you not hear? And that's his response. I mean, that is just straight out. I mean, that's just straight out pulling just bowling ball nuts out of your jeans and dropping <laughs> them on the table. Right? Like, hey, by the way, look at my 12-inch balls. Like, look at this. Like, that's, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is all balls. And I loved it because he's 100% right, man. He's been great. He's been great. And 
you know, they chose not to get a receiver. He was uh, like, he was upset about it, and he didn't apologize for being upset about it. Like, he just seems to become more and more human, right? To a degree, I just, I just. But he does have, but he has to understand that he isn't measured just like every other quarterback. That oh. that that you know you know what might be a a great year for another quarterback is a down year. For right. Aaron Rodgers yeah. or Tom Brady. He is such, okay? such a I mean, that's, that, but that's the standard. He is such, such a standard for himself. But I guarantee you, and this is something, you know, you've you've brought to my attention and I have I have taken from you because you are my intellectual property. Um it is the dynasty that never was. And I I do believe that Aaron Rodgers is feeling that pressure. And the great thing about Aaron Rodgers is guess what? He's stepping up to that call. Dude, he is. That dude is. He's balling right now. Oh my gosh, they're scoring forty points a game, Mike. Scoring forty points a game, and he's doing it with, with you know, scant guys with like he's doing it with guys that have three names on their jersey. (laughs) That's right. Like when you have to throw to guys with three names on their jersey, you know they came from when when there's a hyphen on somebody's jersey. Yeah, that's. When you had three names on your jersey, you went to some directional, southeastern, western, you know, Shadron State organization. Like, that's where you went. And the, the, he's, he's knocking it out of the park with guys that have three names. Yeah. I On one hand, I'm a, I, my first thought was, hey, wait a minute, dude. You're, you're, you're Aaron freaking Rodgers. You're one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. You're, you're talked about on the short list of all-time greats. Yeah, we're going to expect more from you. But then my other reaction was, Damn, you gotta like a guy who's like, hey, man, my down years are career years for other people, right. bro. Dude, <laughs> that's kind of like that is just straight right, up man. flopping your nuts uh, on the table, right. right there. That's right. Come get a taste. Yeah, come get a hundred percent right. Uh, I'll tell you what. Well, you know what? It's time for Jay Cornergate joins us every week to discuss our picks and give us some tips on betting. It's uh, Jay Cornegate, as I mentioned, from Superbook America's Best Bet. So, Jay, uh, you've got the picks. You've seen exactly where, the way I've been, I mean, it's almost embarrassing what I'm doing to Mike right now, isn't it? Am I, I embarrassed? Am I embarrassed? Yes. I, I did send flowers to Mike on uh, Wednesday, so. I appreciate um, that. Thank yeah. you, Jay. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I, I thought about this, Jay, and maybe you could just kind of um, get this visual in your head. You, you, you've seen the movie Braveheart, right? When, oh, sure. Yeah, when, when the executioner has got Braveheart strapped to the table and he's basically just going, just say the words. It'll be over quickly. You know, he's just going, <laughs> and he's like, freedom! His mic is holding on. I'm right holding now. on. He's strapped to that table and I've got the uh I've got the thing that pulls his intestines out right now. That's what's that's what's going on. Yes, yes. My my intestines are starting to uh, feel yeah, the uncoil. heat right now. They're trying to uncoil yeah. right hey, now. Hey, be- before we get into some of the games, Jay, I'm just kind of curious uh what what has this week been like for you guys with with all the uncertainty surrounding some of these teams with the covid tests uh, and, and and whether or not guys will play or not, like a Cam Newton, just kind of take us behind the scenes, if you could, how this impacts how you guys go about your your work this week. Well, the last couple of days have been a mess. Uh, it's just you know we're we're pivoting you know left and right. It seems like every week you know not just with the NFL but other sports because we have concrete house rules and blame me with all these. Uh, postponements, cancellations. Now they're talking about forfeits or something like that in the NFL. 
um, you know, it's really pushing the rules. And, uh, we, you know, obviously we like to stick to the rules. And in the gaming world, everything's black and white. There's no gray area. So, as, you know, we're trying to keep up with it. Uh, we're trying to take uh, precautions. And, you know, we got a couple of games off the board right now. At first, we we had like five games off the board because, of, you know, the Jackson situation. But this COVID uh, situation is certainly playing havoc in the sports betting world. And we're just trying to um, keep up with it and make the right decisions to make sure it's fair for everyone. Yeah, we've got a game here, and and Mike and I live in Denver. You're a Broncos fan. You guys have taken the uh, Patriots-Broncos game off the board, correct? Yeah, this is actually for our Super Contest, which has been around since 88. This is the first time ever that we have taken games off the contest card. And so this week's Broncos-Patriots and Bills-Titans game is not even listed on our Super Contest card. For, uh, for like I said, it's the first time in history we've done that. Mm, incredible. Hey, all right, let's get to these picks because right now as the, uh, you know, we pick three games a week, Mike and I do, head-to-head, it's the uh, moneymaker picks. And obviously um, the great folks, uh, you guys uh, sponsor the uh, sponsor the segment. I am 7-5, and five, so I am um, – I'm killing him. He's four, six, and two. So it's it's not going well for Mike. So he needs to have a better week. But this week, we alternate who picks first. So this week, it is uh, back to me picking first. So my first game, um, the Rams in Washington. And I had the Rams-Giants last week. So I'm pretty familiar with the Rams do on on offense. And they are, they are one of these teams to me that was, I, I called it the uh, illusion of spread. So they're in kind of a three-wide set zebra or 11, whatever you call it, a three-wide set, you know, 90, 95% of the time. And they motion guys and they shift guys and they do all these crazy things and formations. And ultimately, they just want to cram it down your pie hole with a running game. And last week, so I'm expecting this against the Giants. Last week, they lined up in two tight ends, stagnant formations or static formations, and really didn't use any of that stuff. And it's almost like one of those games like coaches have, like, man, we are killing it on offense. We are, like, we got to change our tendencies up. That's how I felt about it. I think they go back to what they are. Um, They're giving up seven to Washington. I like the Rams to beat the Redskins, uh, or the former, the team formerly known as the Redskins. It's like Prince. The Washington football team, I like them to beat them by more than seven. Then I'm going to move on to the Ravens because the Ravens were good to me last week. They were 13-and-a-half favorites. They won by 14. This week they're playing the uh, the Bengals. Joe Burrow is playing great. He comes back down to earth a little bit because this Ravens defense is hot. They blitz a lot. They have uh, no problem going Wink Martindale, their coordinator, going zero coverage. They create some turnovers. I think the Ravens handle the Bengals. 12 and a half, I'll give you the points. And then lastly, the Saints, minus seven and a half over the Chargers. Listen, I, I like where the Saints are. I think they start to start, uh, you know, offensively start to click again. Um, the Chargers have been great the last couple of weeks, although they gave up a huge lead and a bunch of points, five TD passes to Tom Brady. I'm going to take the Saints to cover that seven and a half. What do you think? Well, Mark, you know, I'm looking at this and, and, you know, you're laying seven, you're laying 12 and a half, you're laying seven and a half. You know, the books are going to be totally against you. That that first game is the definition of what the books will need because everybody's going to be on the uh, the Rams in this game laying seven. And that's understandable, you know. Uh, I But, however, I, I look at Washington and, and Rivera gets his guy in there. I mean, he I don't think he ever wanted Haskins in there. I don't think it's really a big difference. But – uh, it's 
Rivera wanting his guy in there. He had to give Haskins a couple of starts just uh, out, out of courtesy, I believe. Now he gets his guy in there. I just think it's going to be a different atmosphere in Washington. So a lot of points laying on the road. But uh, I am not one of those guys that could trust this football team. So I can agree with you, Washington minus seven, even though I think there's going to be a different attitude in Washington. Ravens laying all these points, uh, uh, you know, against the Bengals. The Bengals are, um, you know, they're not terrible. You know, Joe Burrow looks pretty good. I think he's the, the real deal, and I think he's going to be great, you know, later on. Game was off the board a little bit because Jackson had a banged-up knee, but he's going to be just fine. But I do think the Bengals are going to keep this close. Uh, you know, they, they lost, uh, you know, that opening game against the Chargers. They tied Philly. They beat Jacksonville. The Bengals are, are a pretty okay team to get 12.5 points. We'll take Cincinnati there. Saints minus 7.5 on Monday night. I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be a huge game. Every book in this nation will need the Chargers. Um, I, I get it. As far as the, the Saints coming around, I thought they were a top four team. Uh, going into the season, uh, fell behind the 14 points against Detroit. Uh, Sharps were all over Detroit once they announced Thomas wasn't playing. He's still questionable, but I do like uh, Herbert. I, I think he's really good. He's uh, he's really surprising me. I, I think he's proving a lot of people wrong. I'm going to take the Chargers plus seven and a half there. Jay, I am struggling. I am struggling, and I'm changing up my strategy a little bit because uh, what you said to us last week kind of resonated with me because I think we all took we, we took six favorites last week, and uh, you said, oh, that'll be bad for us if that happens, and, of course, it didn't. So, uh, Well, I well kinda, it kind of was good for me. But, yeah, go ahead. Keep that. But you, I'm, you, yeah. I'm changing up my strategy, and I'm looking at a couple of dogs that I that I like right now. Uh, I, I, like, I like how the Eagles – uh, kind of saved their season, uh, gained some momentum. Pittsburgh's been laying idle here for a while. The Battle of Pennsylvania, the Eagles getting seven. Uh, I like Philly there. And as well as Seattle's playing, uh, I, I think they're due for a, a little bit of a down. I'm not even saying they're going to lose, but uh, Minnesota kind of got off the mat last week as well. And the idea that I can get both the Eagles and Vikings uh, with a touchdown, I'm going to take both of them. And then I'm going to take what I'm calling the Wizard of Oz game because ding-dong, the witch is dead. Bill O'Brien is out in Houston, and I think the Texans players are going to be uh, uh, rejuvenated and liberated by that. Uh, they're at home, minus six against the Jaguars. I'm going to look for a big game from Deshaun Watson, and I'll take the Texans. What do you think there? Well, you know, I'll start with that Texans game because uh, we opened seven, it's down to six, you know, so it's a little sharp money on the Jaguars. I don't get it because going into the season, the Jaguars were really a team that was, uh, many thought that they were just going to bail on this season and try to get Trevor Lawrence, and they come right out of the gate and they beat the Colts. Go figure. I, you know, Rivers was just terrible in that game. But I do agree with you. You know, uh, I heard O'Brien actually got – into, um, let's say, a heated discussion with J.J. Watt on the field. And, you know, J.J. Watt being a leader of that team, I think that with the change, uh, I think the atmosphere is going to change. I mean, the Texans have really had a tough schedule. You know, you're looking at at the Chiefs, Ravens, at the Steelers. Uh, even though they lost to the Vikings last week, um, they've had a very difficult schedule. So I do like the Texans there laying six. Uh, Eagles plus seven. I can understand the appeal to the Eagles. They any time a team that performs well on Sunday night or Monday night always seems to get a lot of support. Um, you know, it's amazing to 
think that the Eagles winning one game, you know, is is basically playoff bound. <laughs> that's that's weird. But uh, they've also had a, a a tough road. But I think that's going to be a tough chore coming off that Monday high. You know, going to the Steelers. I think the Steelers, you know, probably have the best defense in the league. Uh, a little bit under the radar as all these teams are throwing up some big offensive numbers. Watch out for the Steelers there. Uh, Vikings plus seven. Kind of like it here. Uh, Seattle defense is not good. Uh, their secondary is just horrible. Uh, but, you know, Russell Wilson. I mean, whenever I bet against Russell Wilson, it's like halfway through the first quarter, I'm always going, why did I do this? You know, and, you know, the guy's just amazing. I love watching him play. However, uh, Vikings plus seven, Cousins doesn't have a t- – I mean, he has a terrible, terrible primetime record. Awful showing, but I'm going to take the points here because that defense in Seattle is suspect. All right, well there you have it. Uh, he he kind of I think he kind of liked your picks last week too, Mike. And <laughs> you think he's just trying to be nice to me? I think he's just he feels he feels I'm, bad for you. Am you're, I getting a pat on the head right now? Yeah, you're the kid. Like when Jay and I were running the neighborhood, you're the kid that mom made us invite to the birthday oh, party. Oh, so Jay and I were like, dick. Jay and I were like, I don't <laughs> oh, know if I want Mike there, wow. and, and oh, yeah. he'll eat all the yeah. cake. And so. Anyhow, uh, hey, Jay. Come on man. in, Mike. Yeah, Jay, man. We appreciate you. Thanks so much for jumping on. All right, guys. Yeah, have a great weekend. You too, buddy. All right, that's Jay Cornegay from uh, Superbook for America's Best Bet. Also, like to thank our uh, presenting sponsor, uh, Sweet Sweat, the great folks over there as well at sweetsweat.com. For all your uh, workout and uh, exercise needs, check them out. For Mike, I'm Mark. For Scott, thank you so much for listening to the Stinking Truth Podcast. We'll be back with you next week.